Hey, goat. It's good to see you. I like your beard. I had a beard like that in The Perfect Storm. Did you see that movie? Did you, did you see The Perfect Storm, goat? Say hi to your mother for me, okay? The following podcast may contain horse language. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to season three of Flixmax, episode one. We are back. This is Scott. Hey, and this is Terrence. And we're ready to roll on another season of this pod that rocks your bod. Oh, has your bod been rocking lately? No. Oh, it's been a couple months since our last recording. So we are back, and I don't know if we're big than ever but we're back yeah we're back and uh we're back that's you're just gonna have to suffer with that yes yes will it be improved we don't know we don't know but But hopefully we'll be more regular we did a segment a lot of brand oh i met a musil every day every day so we we did a, a segment on the last episode of last season Yes, we did. Called, What Are You Drinking? Yes, we did. And, you know, from popular demand, we will continue that segment. Yes. So, I will guess first. Okay. Let's take turns guessing. I go first, you, then you go. Okay, sounds good. Oh, there's a winner. Till there's a winner. Okay. I am going to guess that you're drinking Pepsi Zero. Yes. I guess I don't have to guess. That's the Saturday night special right there. No, you can guess. It's one of the usuals. It's got to be some flavor of bubbly, I'm going to say. No. No. No, it's a soft drink, and it's one of my two soft drinks that I enjoy. Uh, Diet Dr. Pepper. Nope. A&W Diet A&W Root Beer. Yes. Yes. Which is getting harder and harder to find. Yes, it is. All right. So... Just to recap, Mm -hmm. Scott is drinking Pepsi Zero, unofficial Mm -hmm. beverage of this podcast. podcast. And I am drinking Diet A&W Root Beer. Okay, so if you guys want to feel like you're a part of this podcast, please feel free to go match the beverage of one of our choosings. Or enjoy other fine beverage. It's up to you. No, it's one or the other. That's it. So what movie are we doing this week, Terrence? Well, this week is a movie that I went and saw in the theater when it came out. When was it? 2009, 2008, something 2008. like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Shyamalan, what was it, his fourth big movie? Uh, I think it was more than that. Came right after The Village, didn't it? Probably, yeah. Let's see. M- M- but I, I didn't see The Village. Let's see. I've seen The Village. No, I've seen it now, but oh, at so the had, time, I didn't see it. it. 
you hadn't seen so what i had seen is sixth sense unbreakable this was this was his sixth big movie signs there was this was his sixth big movie because it was went the village and then lady in the water and then the happening which was then followed by last airbender after earth so you know he had a good streak there so i didn't see lady in the water i didn't see the village no so i'd you know, I'd only seen his first three, which were decent. Yes. Um, so I was like, oh, this is going to be a good one. Um, mm-hmm. And I went with my girlfriend at the time, Kat, and uh, she literally got mad at me after the movie was over when we left because she's like, why did you pick that movie? And I was like, I don't know. You can't hold this against me. I thought it was going to be good mm. and it's not, it's, it's not, it's not great. No, I, I as well saw it at the theater and this would be my first time seeing it since. And yeah, I was um, not, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a terrible movie. It's just not a good movie. Uh, there are some aspects that are, you know, questionable. Well, let's break it down and then we'll okay. figure All right. it you, out. You, you give a quick synopsis. All right, let me pull it up here. I wasn't prepared, but... You should pull it up or pull it out? Pull it. Pull it. Where is it here? Where is it here? Where are you? Know. What's happening? Where are you? Where are you? Did the we actually happening. say the title? The Happening? Yeah, we're doing M. Night Shyamalan Lam's uh, 2008 disaster sort of... Happening. Science, horror, drama, the happening. Mm-hmm. So I will read a brief synopsis. I'm going to leave it as brief as I can. Okay. A science teacher, his wife, and a young girl struggle to survive a plague that causes those infected to commit suicide. <gasps> and this takes place in the typical M. Night Shyamalan backdrop of Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, you know, it has uh, you know, Marky Mark in it, yeah, it's got Marky Mark and Zoe Deschanel, Z- and, Zoe Deschanel, and uh, Johnny Legs. That's right, Johnny mm-hmm. Legs is in there too, yeah. Uh, Alan Ruck makes a short, short, very, brief, very brief appearance. He's probably the best part of the movie, and he's got like four lines, <laughs> if that. If that, yes. He must so, have just been in the area. So basically, um, movie starts off with people in Central Park in New York um, are acting strange and... Um, repeating themselves. Repeating themselves, acting kind of out of it, and then killing themselves. Yes. Um, I must say that the knitting needle to the neck was a good start. Mm-hmm. There was hope. Yes. Yeah. And the next scene where the gentlemen are jumping off of the, the construction, construction yeah. tower. Yeah. That's a good scene too. Very unsettling. Yeah. It's like, you know, when the guy's looking up and he's just well, seeing the guys yeah. well walking shot. off. One, one off. I mean, it's probably disturbing who people who witnessed nine 11 because you know, it's, wow. uh, but, um, but yeah, no, that, that was well shot. That was a well constructed, scene like that was it, it certainly made the movie have promise like you thought yeah. it was going to be something special um yeah. 
So, and then we go to, we go see Mark Wahlberg's character. What the heck is his name? Uh, Elliot, Elliot Moore. So yes. Elliot is a science teacher. Which no, a, just screams Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. 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 That's mm-hmm. a role. That's the, this is the role he was born to play. Teacher. Yes. Yeah. So he's a teacher and immediately like there's really no character build. There's nothing immediately. He, people start evacuating. Well, he's no, he has that big discussion to try to show how smart he is about the disappearance of the bees. Like yeah. he has that as the class discussion, you know, and then of course that's trying to tie into everything that's going to be happening. Disappearance so. of the humans, I guess. Right. Yeah. So yeah, he's a science teacher. He's teaching these kids and then, their word gets out that there's a an event in mm-hmm. New York City. Yes. Um, they think it's a terrorist attack. They th- yeah they think they think it's a terrorist attack um, because you know anything that you can't see where something's happening you know you just blame whoever right. Yeah, and of course, but when they say it's Central Park. Mark, Mark obviously automatically is like, oh, a park? Like it's, it's some yeah, like, like thing. Like he's, he's clearly already, right away. His, the wheels are already turning as to yes. what's causing this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which, to be perfectly honest, I don't really even, you know, they don't really even explain. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, obviously we'll get into it, but it's kind of hard to explain because you can't hear the one side one thing side of the story of what's happening because you know they can't talk yeah so so basically um and there's like this stupid subplot about mark Wahlberg and his wife elma zoe de chanel having marital problems yes because she had dessert with some co-worker and And that's the thing like until she reveals that Mm-hmm. Like you think, oh, she's this big cheating whore. Yeah. You know, she's Mark Wahlberg's just this nice teacher guy. And, yeah. But yeah, all she did was have tiramisu, was it? Yeah, something like that. With, yeah. with some guy. And she feels so guilt ridden about it. Yeah. Um, that it's affecting their their marriage. Yeah. Like, and she's what acting, kind of subplot is that? And she's acting really odd, which. No, even for Zoe Deschanel, who plays odd, quirky characters, this character was acting even more so. I got to tell you, the the casting in this movie, terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, Mark Wahlberg, sh- no. no. Um, he's not. Mark Wahlberg's not a science teacher nerd. No. You know? No. Zoe Deschanel cannot play, like, a straight, laced... Um, guilt-ridden wife no you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like john leg was ammo fine whatever right yeah he's a math teacher or whatever yeah but uh yeah i um like talk about miscast Mm -hmm. i in my opinion anyways yeah so yeah so then they had to they have to go to the train station that's where they're going to meet um and then then they go then they show things so yeah they're on the train and um then they start word gets out that the event has hit philadelphia you see a cop shoots himself 
then somebody gets out of their car uses that gun shoots themselves and it's like a chain reaction of a bunch of people using the same gun to kill themselves yeah and now you know there's still talk of it being a terrorist attack that there's some sort of um chemical warfare kind of chemical agent that's causing people to um their desire to kill themselves like the things to do self-harm that part of their brain has been eliminated so now yeah. you know they're they're kill, killing themselves that's yeah that's their whole yeah and there's some good there's some good like those parts are all right you mm-hmm. know like where people are like how the one guy shoots himself in the head and then he yeah. drops the gun. Then the guy gets out of the car, goes, picks up that gun, shoots himself. Then the woman goes over, picks up the gun, shoots herself. Like it, like that kind yeah. of stuff was well shot and kind mm-hmm. of well placed, but yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, like they said, yeah, there are some clever aspects to the movie, but as a, as a whole, it just doesn't add up. Like, <sighs> Like going back to this subplot of their marriage, like mm-hmm. unnecessary. Oh yeah, and, and unnecessary. And for like, like John Leguizamo has such resentment for Zoe Deschanel, like immediately. Oof. Like he is so put off by her and overacting. Like yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we'll get to it, but I mean, there's a part where John Leguizamo is taken off to go find his wife, and he leaves the girl with with uh, Elliot and Alma and she says like oh Jess come take my hand he says uh don't take my daughter's hand unless you mean it like yeah what, what, what's that supposed to mean like, like you just you just fucking asked these people to take care of your daughter yeah are your mouth in the off about yeah yeah come on dude yeah so yeah so anyways they're yeah they're on the train and then the train just stops in the middle of nowhere because they've lost contact with everybody. And so there's like a group of like the conductors and like all the, the train employees, like ticket takers and all that are just standing around talking. And Mark Wahlberg's the only one who thinks to go up to them to say, ask what's going on. Cause there's like nobody else around them. They're just, and he's the only one who thinks, Hey, what's going on? <laughs> like and you know, just, that whole part, the yeah. only thing I could think of, was yeah. Andy Samberg's impression of him talking to fucking farm animals. Fucking to animals. Hey, hey. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, I got to yeah, say something I noticed about M. Night's films. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like, the ones that are good have yeah. a strong cast, mm-hmm. strong actors. You know what I mean? Yeah. This one, not so much. Like I don't, I don't think M Night's the type of director that coaxes. He's not a like a Scorsese where he can pull incredible performances yeah. out of his. Well, actors, and, and you know even that, I mean? even even when his bad his when his scripts are bad, it's the actors aren't able to rise above the scripts, right? And even even so, I mean, the dialogue is so poor. Well, so. yeah, I guess Lady in the Water with um, yeah. what's his name had Giamatti in it. Yeah, like Giamatti. Yeah. You know, usually he kills it, but yeah. he's miscast in that movie. Like, mm-hmm. anyways. So, yeah, so then, and then they start showing that, they show that video of the guy in the lion cage. Was that M. Night? In the lion cage? No. Yeah. Oh, M. Okay. Night actually did the voice of Joey, the one that 
Joey Deschanel had the dessert with. M. Night did that guy's voice. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 So he actually didn't make a visual cameo. No, no, but you actually heard him because, yeah, you normally see him in the movies. Okay. But, yeah, no, yeah. Then they had, they had the the guy in the lion cage who was, like, coaxing the lions to attack him, and then they always see him, like, the Pull lions his arms ripping off. his arms <laughs> off and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. it's the way, the way you stand there with his arm off and then the other lion pulled the arm off, it reminded me of the the Phil Hartman steroid Olympic sketch <laughs> on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Like just that's how that's how bad the arm tearing kind of looked. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That whole scene was just kind of strange, where everybody's packed into that diner and they're all yeah. watching the news, news feeds and, and yeah, and like, yeah. They're showing they're showing the area that's affected, right? And like they're asking the diner guy, "Where are we?" And he's like, "Oh, we're right here, dead in the middle of it." And then some guy stands up and says, "It's not occurring ninety ma- miles from here." Like, how do you know that? Like, how do you oh. know it's not happening 90 miles from there? Well, it's somebody just picked a random number. Maybe he's a scientist. Oh, maybe. So then, then Mark should have known. Yeah, that was just a... I don't know, man. I don't... Mm-hmm. And then, yes. like, everybody just tears out of the... the yeah. Like, what I want to know is... Okay, there was a lot of people on that train, right? Yes. So they all go to that diner. Right, you would you assume, yeah. So what? There was maybe twenty cars in the parking lot, kind of take off at the end. Yeah. So I mean, so yeah. where I mean, the, those people? Where people the hell the were everybody else? I, I don't know. But yeah, like, no, I, don't, I had the people in the diner, anyways, uh, and then the people on the train, because obviously the people on the train aren't going to have vehicles. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, like. Yeah, I don't get it. So, so I guess Mark Wahlberg. Well, I guess I should call him Alan Moore, Elliot Moore. Or Elliot, yes. So Elliot and Alma, and the little girl are left. Uh, Jesse, yes. And they get picked up by some botanist obviously killer. some sort of hippie, yeah, weird botanist kind of mm. sketchy. The the guy who who raised ferrets on Silicon Valley. The guy who raised yeah. <laughs> That was him. Yeah. Um, so they're like, yeah, you can get a ride with us. We'll get out of here. But first we got to stop at our farm and. Yeah. Pick so, up some supplies. Or yeah. Whatever, so yeah. they get to this farm. No. And in the meat, but in the meantime, yeah, John yeah, Leguizamo has yeah. left his child in the care of Elliot and Alma. Mm-hmm. And he's taken off with another couple to go to Princeton, like New Jersey, Princeton, somewhere. Princeton yeah. New Jersey, a town yeah. to meet his wife, who's yeah. obviously already dead. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they're strolling along and whoever's driving gets infected. And Well, yeah, they're driving and they're talking and they, they happen, they're driving along and they see a bunch of people like hanging from trees. Like they've yeah. all committed suicide. Yeah, see, that was kind of cool. And then they notice that there's a, a tear in the roof of the Jeep. Well, then, John Leguizamo notices. Yes, he notices. And then all of a sudden you see the driver just looks forward and speed up and crash into a tree. And he yeah. goes flying through the windshield. John Leguizamo gets out of the vehicle, falls to the ground, finds a piece of glass, and then just starts cutting his wrists. And, and that's, that's, like, the, and that's end the, the end. I, I almost <laughs> thought because they panned away from him, um, 
and they didn't really show him dying, I thought he might show up again. You know, because there'll be a surprise like, oh, he's still alive and he's met up mm. with them or whatever. So, but that probably would have made the story more interesting. Yeah, but no, that I was I was mistaken. But yeah, so yeah, and so when they get to the the botanist guy's house, he's like talking about that he thinks it's the plants. You know, that the plants are no. But first, he he asked them probably the most important question of the whole movie. Oh, if they like hot dogs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the yeah. the reaction that Zoe Deschanel gives him, oh, like she immediately like, think, thinks he's crazy. Like, like she's she's just like no, I don't. Yeah, like she's like doing the, you know the crazy thing with her finger and acting like this guy's so bizarre. One for asking if they like hot dogs, and two, um, you know the fact that he thinks that it might be the plants. Like you know they, like that's something that has to immediately be ruled out. There's no way this guy's crazy. No way it can be the plants or anything like that. Yeah. But also, if I, I would have to think if somebody was that into agriculture and plants and all that kind of stuff, I'm not sure if hot dogs would be a main part of their diet. That's, yeah. that's, just, that's just me. Well, hey, maybe this guy's got a shitload of hot dogs. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he's I don't just, know. He's been Are they vegan, weed. though? Are they veggie dogs? Oh, maybe. You or would he, would he even dare eat those plants that he considers children? I don't know. Yeah, he's got a huge greenhouse full of plants. Yeah, he's probably got it's probably just full of weed and so the hot dogs are munchies. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so, so that's then they take off and then they and they're then, driving and then they run into some dead bodies and a yeah, a scared um army a, guy. A, a scared. Yeah, who actually he's is scared. a is is a known actor now. Um Jeremy Strong. Yeah who who um yeah who's on that uh which we call it that show now the succession that's on yep. hbo and he's he's won an emmy and then he's he was in the big short and the trial of the chicago seven so he's like a, a big actor now so but that was just a, like a little bit part oh, that's was, actually just looking here launching pad. i was just looking here yeah that was like his second movie depending on it was released he had two things come out in 2008 so this could have been his his first thing so but yeah yeah so yeah and then i kind of like zoned out for a minute while i was watching it mm -hmm. yeah and then um, yeah they get to um they're all they're all surrounding and then this lady is talking to her daughter on on the phone oh, yes and yeah. she's telling her to stay inside and all that kind of stuff and the mom's like oh what's happening what do you see outside and she's like everybody's dead and 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 elliot mark Wahlberg shouts out what do you mean everybody's dead like that's some shocking thing that people are dead like nobody's been dying everywhere they go and that's the thing that's that was like a typical Shyamalan like signature scene mm -hmm. where it's like you know he's telling the story through you know um, people's reactions and stuff. And then to have Mark Wahlberg just shout that out, like, what yeah. the fuck, like, man? What do you mean? Everybody's dead? What do you mean? I like your beard. Have a... <laughs> Say hi to your mom for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so then they, um, somehow they come to the conclusion that whatever is happening only happens to like larger populations. And it keeps getting to starts in the small big towns and it's going to the smaller populations. So they think their group should split up. And then you're in this big, huge open field 
and you could oh, see man. like the the wind coming, right? And they're trying to outrun the wind. You don't outrun the wind. <laughs> yes, it's it's it reminds you me can't. Of, it reminds me of this the scene in uh like day after tomorrow when they're trying to outrun the cold when it's already like minus 50 out but wait wait we have to un- outrun this extreme cold and then we're in real trouble but and the thing is is this is where it became so watered down and like they tried to introduce these like rules and like oh uh you can't gather in more than five five person groups because yeah the wind is angry at you if if you yeah. gather all together, if there's large groups, then that's when it gets mad and comes to like I don't, what yeah. what yeah. do you mean? And then so this they're this they they separated into two groups, and the bigger group is the one that's having getting attacked by the wind. Yeah, and they start like the army guys, like you know my arm, my gun is my friend or whatever, yeah, blah blah and blah, and, and he shoots himself, and then you just start hearing gunshot, gunshot, gunshot. So obviously, it's what's happening is there is what happened in Philadelphia. Yeah, earlier, everybody, everyone's just everybody's turns. infected and yeah, just but then, shooting but then themselves. Al- but then Alma, Zoe Deschanel is like, oh, we have to go help them. What? Everybody's and, sick. Can you not oh, hear the gunshots? Yeah, that scene. And yeah. Mark Wahlberg's like. Well, yeah, give me a second here. Just give yeah. me a second. I'm, t- I'm thinking like, dude, you guys should just fucking run. Get out of there. Yeah. But they're yelling at him. Yes. The poor guy. And like the way he's reacting is like such. Ugh. And then he has the wicked line that I guess I read was actually improvised. He's like, be scientific, douchebag. Like he has to tell himself to think, think of this like uh, through as a science teacher. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, you're a science teacher, not a yeah. Yeah, and it's and basically this is like the high point of the movie. Like this is yeah. like right in the meat of it, and it's just and, bad. And then somehow it's like so this one group, assumingly everybody's dead now. So then the wind starts coming after the smaller group, and it's surrounding them. But then it doesn't kill them. So like sometimes the wind does, but then sometimes it doesn't. And maybe it's like, maybe they the wind sensed. Yes, that, the goodness hey, of the people. We can't kill this group because then the movie will be over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then they, I, don't, I don't get it, man. And so then they end up in in one house, and they're just whatever reason they're in there, just looking at different things. And then Mark Wahlberg starts talking to a plant. To try to reason, yeah to try to everybody I'm your it. friend yeah but then you yeah what kind of was that like a show home or was that like yeah a, it was like a model it was like a model yeah. home yeah so everything was fake and so like he he's trying to reason with the plant but then he finds out it's plastic plant so oh that's crazy talking well, to a plastic plant but the other way it's fine it was all this whole scene was comedy trying to add levity right because yeah. he's at the dinner table having a conversation with that kid Josh or whatever yeah there's Josh and, and he's Jared. like he's like holding the wine glass with the fake wine in it yeah the prop the show home wine glass mm-hmm. like he's gonna take a drink out of it and like just yes. what is happening here and and that's that's continual casting because um i think you know, josh um spencer breslin was in signs he was one of the yeah. Mel gibson's kids in Signs. yeah he was so. the youngest yeah or the, the youngest old, boy yeah yeah and so yeah so that's yeah, he, yeah, he was this oldest child. Yeah, because yeah, then his real sister Abigail Breslin played the the younger girl. Yeah. Um, and then and then they see, 
I don't know, they're overlooking this thing and they they see this guy start up a ride and mower. Yeah. And then just go lays in front of it. Now this this was different because I remember seeing this part in the trailer and this is what drew me to want to see the movie was this guy falling down in front of this ride on mower and going to get demolished. Now, when I saw it at the theater, it cut away before it ran him over. Really? But on a, yeah. But when I watched it today on Blu-ray, the lawnmower actually ran him over, but it looked so bad. It looked so bad. It just looked like, cgi blood spray like it definitely wasn't practical and it looked so out of place but i remember at the theater being so disappointed that it didn't actually show it and i i did read that there are different cuts of it and yeah it they did not show it at the theater well i saw the cut i saw like i just found it on a streaming thing yeah was there was definitely you know blood Mm -hmm. spray and the guy did get run over on screen but yeah, no, it, it cut away when I saw, I remember seeing it at the theater being so disappointed. And like that, that pretty much was, was it for me. It's like, fuck this movie. Yeah. And so, yeah, then, so they, then they're running away again and then they just happen upon a radio. That's like, yeah. that's like, you know, zip tied to a fence post or whatever. And they, it's still working and then they turn it on. And of course it's right to the, pertinent information that they need about what's going on. Yeah, of course they didn't, you know, it's right there. Yeah. So yeah. And then from here, they go to that one house where people are barricaded inside. Yes. And this is where two of the people, two of the young, younger teenage boys that they've kind of acquired in their group. Yeah. um, They get get shot. They get shot in, you know, pretty violent fashion. Yeah. Yeah, one gets shot, yeah, pretty much just through the body, like in the chest. And the other one gets shot in the head. And you see him lying on the ground. And there is a, his, the back of his head has been blown out. Yeah. And Mark Wahlberg hovers over him and says, we're going to get you out of this mess. He's, he's fucking dead. Yeah. He's not clinging to life at all. Like, it's just, everything was just so forced. Like, mm-hmm. You know, why was that, why was the one kid that got shot, like, being so belligerent and trying to get into the house so bad? Like, yeah, these people have a gun and, you know, like, ugh, I don't get it. Yeah, like, like he cared, like, so deeply that this young girl needed food. Like, he's just met these people, but he's already so attached to these people. He's really willing to risk his life to get into the house. Yeah, yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah. And then, then they end up on another house. They find another house where there's an old lady. Lives well, that's there. the thing is I don't understand. You see Mark Wahlberg walking along this porch and then he rings some sort of bell and in his line of sight, the entire time would have been that old lady she's sitting, sitting in the chair. There. Yeah. And he doesn't notice her until she says, what are you doing here? Or whatever. Like he yeah. would have been walking towards her and he didn't notice her. Yeah. yeah. And this old and, lady, like, I don't know, man. She's a little nutso. She, uh, I think she lived alone too long. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She had, they noticed that she had, they had, they said, oh, she has no electricity or power coming to this house. How do they know? It could be underground. Yeah. You can't just look at the house and know that there's no power coming to it. Exactly. Yeah. And this is actually, this lady, again, will be further casting. She would play the, the shrink in uh split the one that was yeah yeah yeah, that uh you know was 
with James McAvoy. Yeah. Um, like this, kind, I, this, this kind of reminded me of um, what's the one where the grandparents are sundowning. Oh yeah. The, the, the visit. Yeah. 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 And, and the thing is, I don't understand is that the wind isn't supposed to affect small groups. But the lady's outside all on her own. Yeah. And, and she, she gets affected by the wind and starts just smashing her head through every window. And, and, and she's doing it. I mean, she's supposed to be suicidal, but she's almost doing it like in a murderous kind of a rampage. Like she's trying to get at the people inside the house. Yeah. Yeah. But to back up like a couple minutes. What was the whole thing where Mark Wahlberg was like in her bedroom, like trying to see if she's okay. And like, like what is it? Just, I don't know. I think they woke up in the morning or whatever. Right. And he just wanted to check in on her to see if she was okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, then there's that, you no know, red herring of there just of him seeing a doll on the bed instead of her. And then she's, but even before that, even before they went to bed, she's like, are you going to kill me? Are you guys talking about going to kill me? Yeah. And that, she's acting crazy already. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're, so yeah, they're, obviously the woman's touched. Yeah. Um, but like the whole story about, Oh, there's a, like a slave. Yeah. There's an underground, um, there's an underground talking tube that connects Mm. to the shed over yonder. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, that's going to be of use. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this, the whole time that the old lady is killing herself, Mark Wahlberg's in the house and he can hear his wife and the young Jesse, girl yeah, the young talking. Girl. So he yeah. thinks they're in the house. Yes. But then he realizes, oh, they're out in the shed and I can hear them through the talking tube. Mm-hmm. And like, this is like, is this really the time to reminisce about, oh, do you remember the first date we went on? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like, and then he, they're talking to each other through the, like from the shed to the house through this talking yeah. tube. And he's like, he's like, I want to be with you. I'm, if I'm going to die, I'm going to, you know, screw die, it. Come I'm going to go outside. Yeah. And so, the, this is at this point, the wind's pretty much at its strongest everywhere. Right? And, it's and, everywhere. Yeah. And so he goes outside and basically she's like, no, don't do it. Elliot, blah, blah, blah. And then it just kind of, you know, oh, it must be over. Yeah, because he made it and he's alive. Yeah. Oh, it's it's done now. We're good. It must be over. You know, like, what the fuck? That's a big jump to conclusion there. Yeah. So then yeah. it fast forward six months or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And yes. they've adopted the girl, the little yes. girl, because obviously Johnny Legs is dead. Yeah. Um. And so she's getting ready for school and then there's a sentimental moment where she says something to Zoe Deschanel and Deschanel starts crying. And, yeah. Um, yeah it's, a, it's a touching moment. Yeah. And then I don't even know where Mark Wahlberg is. He's like walking down the street or some shit. And yeah. now Zoe Deschanel finds out she's pregnant. So that's the ending to their yeah. arc. Yes. And then it cuts forward to where are they in London or Paris or some shit? Yeah. And they're in, yeah, they're in France. Yeah, definitely in France. Yeah. And, uh, 
And then it's basically the first scene of the movie just yeah, in a different like, setting. Yeah. Um, it's basically a carbon copy of the central park. Yeah, so basically, everyone just freezes. Yeah. Basically like the worst cliffhanger ever mm-hmm. because you know, you already know what's going to happen. Like yes. it's obviously it's just moved along across mm-hmm. the ocean. This whole yes. virus thing. Like, yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. But this this whole movie almost is like a prediction to COVID because you're supposed to stay indoors, stay in small groups, and you know, and because you know, protect yourself, and so that's it's like foreshadowing for COVID. Are you just being meta right now? Yeah, very much so. Um, I wouldn't give this movie that much credit <laughs> for predicting anything, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's. Like Nate watched it with me, and he actually liked it. So I mean, I I mean I I don't want to say I think less of him, but um, <laughs> but he said, oh, it, it seems like it's a lot like Bird Box, except mm-hmm. you know with it, you know with people you know not being able to see and being you can't be out in the open and all that kind of stuff. And he hasn't even seen Bird Box, and so he's making this you know assumption. But uh, I I can see where he's coming from because I know he's yeah absolutely. It you youtube videos and he's aware of what what it's about and stuff like that but i guess in a way i mean it would be kind of like that bird box quiet place that kind of thing like where you have some unknown entity is outside and you have to behave in a certain yeah, way one of those movies where you really never know what's what yeah. the enemy is right mm-hmm. um, the enemy in this movie is the writing we know what that means. Like, and I don't even know if it's the writing so much, but it like Mark Wahlberg is not, he is a, he is a certain type of actor. Yeah. He has a, there's a niche certain role. roles. Yeah. There's a niche role and a niche like character he can play and he nails it, but him trying to venture off and do this other thing, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, Maybe he was like, well, hey, if my brother can be critically acclaimed for playing the role he did in yeah, Sixth Sense, in Sixth I can Sense. do it too. Oh, I thought you were going to say Blue Bloods. Well, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's the problem. Sixth Sense is a highly intelligently written movie. Yes. It's got all the good plot twists, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the happening like did you read the script and be like this is the one that's that's the thing it's like seems like nobody had any enthusiasm in the script it's like people it's like people knew they were in shit like they were not trying to do anything special with with the material like i love zoe deschanel she's quirky she's yeah you know but this like oh Mm mm-hmm She's I, I not almost, good in this movie. She can't. There's nothing quirky or anything about her in this movie. Yeah, I almost think that M. Night Shyamalan writes his scripts in reverse. He comes up with a twist, and then he tries to figure out how to get to that twist. Yeah, and he took a wrong turn this yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's um, like even if you knew what what the pro or the antagonist was yeah is it wind is it trees is it something mm-hmm. airborne like what 
Yeah, like even if they showed like some sort of magnification of the air and you saw pollen and then people breathing in the pollen or something like that. So you kind of know that, you know, the plants are generating this thing and or this survival mechanism because, you know, Anything. the northeast, yeah, the northeast, you know, I guess you, I guess it's uh, nuclear production is what the, they are hinting that the plants are revolting from because the northeast has the most, you know, nuclear plants. Yeah. And so, they're trying to defend themselves by killing off the things that are hurting them. The wind does not stop at a border or a certain point or 90 you, miles you from here. You do not know that. You <laughs> did not do the research like M. Night Shyamalan probably did. He did studies on wind and, and he says, yeah, they, they um, respect uh, state and country boundaries. And oh, they, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I don't, the only redeeming thing about this movie is the the fucking suicide, the, the death scene. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, yeah, that was that was the most interesting about it. Because and know, basically, there was that's, some creativity to it. And then a half an hour in, there's really mm -hmm. not much. No, there's you know there's the odd you see the odd death on screen, yeah. but most of them happen by just you hear gunshots, right? Yes. Yeah, and most of it, yeah, happens somewhere else, not near them. They don't really see much death happen. They are just hearing about all the death through news and whatnot. And, like, usually with shit like this, you can find, like, oh, hey, the soundtrack was great, mm -hmm. or the effects were great, or, mm -hmm. you know, but, yeah, there's nothing. I, mm -hmm. Just, like, I think the movie would have been a, a hair better if it was cast a little better with mm -hmm. you know credible like i'm not saying mark Wahlberg's not a credible actor because he is yeah. a credible actor but this is not his type of thing and this yeah. is not zoe de chanel's type of thing yeah. and john leguizamo was overacting like yes and maybe that was his way of like you know trying to breathe life into this thing mm -hmm. like this is the kind of thing like somebody who's used to doing like you look at Mark Wahlberg's filmography and he's done some amazing work and most of it is pretty solid. You need somebody who is used to working in kind of cheesy type movies that, that are like that and they elevate like a B movies, like someone like Gerard Butler or something like that would probably have been, been well in this movie. Cause he's does, you know, all those has fallen movies and all that kind of thing that he brings some, weight and gravitas to the cheesiness but yeah mark Wahlberg just doesn't and the thing about the the character he's a scientist mm -hmm. but he does not use a fucking lick of science to help mm -hmm. out in any way no you know what i mean like it's mm -hmm. just a okay here's a good start the guy's a scientist there's a scientific event happening maybe he can figure it out maybe yeah. he can put two and two together but no no nothing yeah, no, it's it's his 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 plan is just let's avoid the wind. That's that's the that's his scientific hypothesis is if we avoid the wind, we're okay. Yeah, yeah. And like, thank God he for forgave his wife for eating a dessert with another man one night. Yes, I mean, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> because you know that. I would have hated for that subplot to not get tied up. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just there to try to create some 
tension between them that you know wasn't even necessary. Like it because it even made you not even really um, care about them as a couple. Like if they're a loving couple and they were distraught and they're like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. I'm going to protect you and all that kind of stuff. It would have been far more compelling. But the fact, yeah. That they had this weird disconnect over the uh, yeah a stupid little yeah. pitiful little scrap like mm-hmm. I can't believe you you lied to me Jesus Christ <laughs> fuck you ate tiramisu without me and like the way she was just torn up about it yeah like she was like <laughs> so like out of it like she was spacey like oh my god i'm i can't believe this happened oh my goodness i desert with a guy what what so yeah so um that was the happening um that was the first time watching it in 12 years yeah or 12 to 13 closer to 13 years now um I can't see me watching this again within no. 13 years, if at no. all. But um, yeah, so no, it's. Uh... I, I mean, I would, I would, re- I would have a harder time accepting the movie if it wasn't based on a true story. That's true. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Like, is this his worst movie? <laughs> like, I, I, I haven't if seen. If it's Lady not, in the Water. that's pretty sad. I haven't seen Lady in the Water, so I can't. Mm, it's not very good. Yeah, it's not. And I didn't mind the village. I mean, a lot of people totally hated the village, but I didn't well, mind the twist. It was I didn't a mind good twist. It was a good twist, but you kind of knew, yeah, you know, I mean, you, like you knew coming. it was going to be something like that. Yeah, but then yeah, I mean, this the happening um, after Earth is supposed to be terrible. Last Airbender, Last Airbender is supposed to be terrible, um, but then he he did that TV series wayward pines and then he started coming, had a little incline again. And then he did the visit, which the is visit was okay. Good. And then he did split that just blew everybody away. Amazing. And then glass just wasn't very good. It didn't reach like it didn't, it seemed like a forced sequel. Like he was, yeah, it, it was cool how he tied split in with, you know, unbreakable and all that, but it seemed forced to try to bring Samuel L. Jackson into things. Now it just didn't seem to work as well as the other ones. Yeah, it just seemed a little too self-indulgent. Mm-hmm. But uh, and didn't he write that movie Devil? I think so. Yeah, the elevator one, which yeah, was, was, I, I thought it was good. Yeah, no, that was that was good. You no, know, that was a simple premise, and um, yeah, that was a uh, that was decent. So yeah, I definitely put this in the bottom three. Mm. Yeah, I I I I haven't seen you know the three movies that could possibly be worse than this one. So for I, me, the ones that I have seen, this one probably is, is the worst. I'll never watch After Earth unless it's for this podcast, right? Because I I don't care for Will Smith's movies anymore, and I certainly mm. don't care for his son. Yeah, well. I mean, as I'm not sure if we've ever mentioned this on the show, but we might have that. Um, I will not. I've chosen not to do movies that have been done on the you know far superior podcast. Oh, how did, did they do get, it over there? How did this get made? They have done both After Earth and Last Airbender, so we will not have to subject ourselves to those movies. Yeah, like I, I probably wouldn't even leave it on the channel if it was on TV. You know? mm. 
uh, oh yeah. So I mean, um, so I mean, we can jump jump to a top five now, or we can talk about some other things that we've watched that have been. Didn't you have another segment you wanted to do? Oh, you know what? Why not? Let's do that segment. This All is right. this is a this is a new segment. Um, this might be surprising to you, um, but you know we have a website doesn't really have a whole lot on it and people can go there to comment on things um to maybe request some movies we do or just you know send us messages and so i have been getting some messages from people really believe it or not so and i'm going to just read uh, a selection of the messages that i have received and that's what the segment is so i have still not a millionaire Fix that now. So that, that was one of our messages that we got. Hey. I've got looking for a man for one night. Hey. Yep. Um, there's somebody else. Can you forward me that message after? Yeah, yeah. And there's one. Uh, another one. It's along similar lines. Looking for a man for permanent sex. Like cons- like sex continuously? Uh, apparently, yes. Like an, like an ongoing thing. Or wanna casual sex. My pussy is at your disposal. Find my profile with phone number. So, you know, these, these are great messages that obviously have a lot to do with our site and are probably not, you know, robotically generated in, in any particular way. Well, obviously um, they're movie fans. Oh, obviously. I mean, they, and, and obviously they're, they're turned on by us. I mean, that, that's a given. Oh, and yeah. I think, I think this Sexy one is, voices. this, this next one is probably my favorite. Um, hey, I love jerking off cocks, licking ass and balls. I love to fuck in the ass and mouth. Fuck me, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my favorite too. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, this, this is not the kind of fan mail I was hoping to receive based on our, our movie podcast. I thought we'd be able to engage with people a little bit better and have some movie discussion, but apparently this is what people want to talk to us about. All right. Well, yeah. well maybe we should talk about that then. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> that's, 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 we'll, we'll close the Flix Max mailbag for, for today. And that's, that's the, some of the stuff we've been receiving. Amazing. Yes. So what do you want to do now? Top five? Or do you want to save that for last? Or do you want to talk about? Oh, let's just, let's, let's just gab a little bit about some of the stuff that we've watched. You know, we've been off for a couple months. So is there anything that has you well, know, jumped out for you that you've watched recently? or We did go to the watching? theater in December yeah, before the big lockdown. Yes, we did. Uh, we saw Let Him Go, which was really good. Mm-hmm. It good was, little yeah. slow burn. Kevin Costner is a cowboy. Yes, he is. He's, he's very much a cowboy. Because um, he's never played a cowboy before. No. He's never played like an all-American dude before. No. No. But yeah, no, that was that's probably in you know my top five for a year, which you know we'll probably do a, a top five for 2020 at some point. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's certainly I've seen some movies from 2020, but the movies at the theater, I think it was like less than 10. So yeah. that, that's very sad. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, so I mean, I watched, we've been watching that. Um, anything, anything else recently that you've been interested in? I've been watching a lot of football. Yeah. Um, so re-watching some stuff. Uh, I started watching Dexter again. Nice. Because of the revival? Well, yeah. And I don't know. I've already seen it, so it's kind of something I put on when I'm... It's just in the background, you know? Right. Uh, what else have I seen? Uh, I watched The Boy 2 Bronze. Mm. Uh, it's a stinky, stinky movie. <laughs> it's not good. Um, what else have I watched? Mm, I can't really... Well, you've been, you, we, we spoke about this before. You started watching the the Richard Ramirez Night Stalker. Yes, it's very good so far. Series. Yeah. On Netflix, yeah. Netflix I've, I've, does uh, true crime documentaries yeah. really well. Yeah, I, I finished that, and then I watched um, uh, another one before that that came out, uh, The Ripper. That was um, for a serial killer in, in, uh, in England. From oh yeah, I started watching that too. Yeah, so it's like guy being compared to like Jack the Ripper and stuff like that. Because it was the same yeah. kind of. You know, that was that was pretty good. Yeah. Some some of those things are just it's just haunting. Like you you think like I can watch so much just abhorrent things in yeah. horror movies and stuff. But like then that. when it's true life, it's, it's like, true. Oh. It's like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I wa- I watched that. It's like, um, oh, they found ligature marks around her ankles. Oh my god! Oh, neat. I just watched an animatronic shark bite a person in half, but with ligature <laughs> marks. Yeah. Um, I I did get around to watching uh, Palm Springs. Awesome. Um, that that was that's a great movie. Yeah, that's probably probably my second favorite movie. J.K. Simmons is. So oh, he's in crazy in that movie. He's so good. <laughs> yeah, that, that that movie's really well done. Yeah, it's like like, like a, a darker Groundhog Day or whatever, right? And it's, yeah. But yeah, it's so good. And I like I like how I mean, it's not really giving anything away, but how the way it jumps in, and Andy Samberg is already reliving everything, and so then you get caught up yeah. by somebody else kind of joining him in that time loop. But yeah, it's 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 it was pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, but I mean, and see what else? Oh, I watched um, Possessor uh, by uh, oh, David I gotta Cronenberg's, watch that. Yeah, David Cronenberg's son, uh, Brandon. That oh, and I is, think we both watched. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that was fucked up. That was. It was it was good. Like it was so graphic like it's fine and like i'm watching that and totally fine with it and then yeah then, then again watching these true crime stuff and it's like similar they found things her happening on, they found her in a ditch oh my god yeah, yeah. so like, what were yeah. you gonna say say uh, that we both, we both watched, watched the host yes or just which host. was good yeah, yeah yeah host yeah like 89 minutes no less than 60 minutes isn't it Maybe just a little over, yeah, just about yeah. like 60, 70 minutes, but yeah. Great use of the whole Zoom technology yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Really yeah, I know it was um, fairly well done, yeah, like kind of a COVID era kind of yeah, horror film where, yeah, it's just shot through a Zoom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, zoom, zoom, I finally zoom, watched zoom, um, the German horror movie that I've been wanting to see forever, that uh, Goodnight Mummy. 
Is it um, good? Oh yeah, it was good. That's uh, yeah, it's it's pretty twisted. It's it's, it's a it's a it's a good flick. Is it on Shutter? Um, I don't think so. I I think it was at one point, but um, I I got it from the library where oh. I, I find some movies. Yes. How resourceful. Yes, but yeah, no, I've I've watched a bunch of things off and on, but I don't know why. And and you're probably going to be like rolling your eyes at me. I've been watching a lot of cooking type shows. Oh, I love. Okay, good. Well, I've been I watching. I love Food Network. Well, I've been watching with uh with with Tina. We've been watching like the Great British Baking Show and yeah. the Great Canadian Baking Show, and so. See, I'm not much with the baking. Yeah. But like the kitchen stuff, like the mm-hmm. like the like I guess meals, mm-hmm. not desserts type stuff. Yeah. Love yeah, I've been watching that. Like Hell's I- Kitchen. Yeah. I well, I've been re- I, that's the other thing. I've been rewatching the old Hell's Kitchen on Yeah, you Amazon can watch Prime. them on and they're also on uh Tubi, I think. Yeah, they're they're on yeah, they're on Amazon, totally uncensored, so it's just, just completely vulgar. And He's yeah, amazing. I, yeah, I I think I'm about 3 seasons in and there's like 18 seasons on there. I've been yeah. watching I've been watching Nailed It on mm-hmm. on Netflix. That's a funny show. Got to watch the one with Jason Manzukis. Those are awesome. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's basically what I've been watching. Like I, I'll watch baking with, with, uh, with Tina and then I'll, I'll just go watch Hell's Kitchen. You watch own. the chef show? The chef show? No, I, I, that's the one with John Favreau. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, yeah. I haven't watched that. I'm familiar with it, but yeah, no, I haven't watched that. Yeah. And it's actually inspired me. My new year's resolution was to become better in the kitchen and like, you know, yeah. I'm actually trying to, to make create dishes and stuff so experiment with flavors well yeah just like techniques and stuff like right you know just like i got a cast a, i got a cast iron pan now mm-hmm. instapot like it's good times wow I, th- this this is what the people tuned into our podcast for well they want to know yeah. like i made the best burgers the other night yeah in my cast iron pan mm-hmm fried them in baking fat oh dude nice juicy as fuck wow that's juicy it's like you know when girls wear those those like jogging pants that say juicy juicy across the ass right those were my burgers that was the if my burgers were wearing fucking pants it would be those pants it would say juicy on it nice would it would the juicy be bejeweled or would it just be like a just a decal Mm, it would be in like fat puffy style letters okay would it cheese be, with cheese would it be would it be a big bejeweled butterfly on the back of a hoodie yeah could if, be. if you remember that from somebody that you we used to work with um, yeah yeah what the yeah. heck was her name <laughs> i don't know i'm not gonna say it just in case you know not the odds of that person listening is is slim all right i mean I don't so we're both like, like cooking show nerds now yeah i guess so i i, I guess that's intermittently and then i throw in like a horror movie in between just to kind of just to know. lighten it up a little bit yes oh i also watched i also watched rush i hadn't seen the the race car one i hadn't seen that before i've never seen actually, it either it's actually really good that's the one with uh thor right yeah, Hamsworth yeah. and the guy who played uh, Zemo in the in in Civil War, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and directed by Ron Howard. That was it was actually 
pretty I think entertaining it has movie. Blu-ray. Yeah, it's pretty I good. Know, I it's probably it. not even opened yet. I think it's on Crave as well, so I mean, you don't even have to find the Blu-ray. So, mm. Mm. okay, so I guess that's enough rambling. We might as well top go five time. Top five. So the, I guess the topic this week is, you know, we decided to think outside the box and yes. we're yeah. going to do top five Mark Wahlberg movies. Yes. Now, yes. did you include movies where he just kind of has like a bit role, like an ensemble cast or? Yeah, no, I included the ones that he was, that he was in. I'm not necessarily basing it on his performance i'm basing it on the movie as a whole and he's in that movie and he's a part of it see i kind of went the opposite way i just went with stuff that he's like if not the main star like one of the main stars right um actually that's not true i did include there's a couple here okay um so you go ahead okay i guess i'll start um my number five, um, just because I wanted to have a little something different on the list, um, I put Ted. Um, it's just, it's filthy and it's funny. And the whole thing with Flash Gordon and everything else, except uh-huh. the Fireland is a genius. Ted 2 was such a letdown, but Ted is is just exceptional. Yeah, I think, I, it got, I think it got nominated for like best original screenplay. I mean, that's the quality of this movie. But yeah, yeah. No, it's, and it's, plus, a, it's a good one. Plus, Giovanna Rabisi steals yes. the scenes that he's in like when he's, he's like drinking that his, milkshake or whatever, and yeah, he's like doing the sexy dance too. I think we're oh, alone boy. now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that that's a very entertaining movie. It's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, that thing just shocked me. Yeah. Um. So my number five is Three Kings. Hmm. Um. Basically, it's not like your typical war movie. It's like, uh, you know, these guys. It's, it's an anti-war heist movie. It's like kind of. Yeah, like, these soldiers. You know, basically, the war in Iraq is over in the '90s. They discover that Saddam's got these gold reserves in these cities. They <clears throat> they decide to liberate the gold and. Yeah. Uh, Got Ice Cube, Mark Wahlberg, Clooney, Spike um, Jones, Spike Jones, um, what's Jamie the Kennedy, Nora Dunn. Uh, yeah, Nora Dunn. Yeah. Um, it's just like a, it's an offbeat war movie. Yeah. Cliff um, Curtis is in it. Yeah, Cliff Curtis is in it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, I saw it in the theater. Yes. It's always kind of you know. I'll watch it when it's on type thing. Yeah, I actually watched it probably like a month ago. I just got this feeling I wanted to see it. And yeah, I put it on. And yeah, it's still as good as the first time I saw it. Yeah. Yep. So, so yeah, so I guess that's your number five. Yep. Uh, my number four is uh, Deepwater Horizon. Um, the true story about the, the oil rig, the BP oil rig um, that blew up yep um you know it's got him and uh kurt russell it's it's just a harrowing movie like the the set piece like they built an actual oil rig and then blew it up and all that stuff it's it's just so intense and you just hmm. feel like you're in there and it's you know it's 
probably I think it's it's him and Peter Berg who've worked together like four times. Lots times, yeah. And they they're always I mean they're always exceptional movies, but I picked this one just to have one on the list. That you know they did this and uh, Lone Survivor, mm-hmm. uh, Patriots Day, and Mile Twenty Two. And Mile Twenty Two is the only one that's not based on a true story, but it's just balls out action and it's like yeah that's one with ronda rousey right yeah ronda rousey and and the guy from the raid movies like yeah that's that's a wicked movie but uh yeah my number four is Deepwater horizon so my number four is rockstar really Um, it's based on a true story uh judas priest yeah Yeah, it's based loosely on judas priest when rob helford left and Mm-hmm. and uh the replacement blaze what's his name blaze blaze bailey okay replaced him or whatever like the lead singer of a cover band or whatever yeah yeah um like it's not it's cheesy and whatnot mm-hmm. but like the bloopers on the dvd are the oh, best oh, yeah i mean like, they have they have him on stage ready to do the lip sync for a song and they put on good vibrations and he yeah. looks so pissed. Yeah. Like he is, he is not, not impressed by that at all. But uh, this was one of the first blue or this was one of the first DVDs I ever got. Right. So I watched the shit out of it. One of the snap cases. Yeah. yeah. One of the old Warner brothers snap cases. Yeah. And uh, I just, I don't know. I got a soft spot for it. Yeah. Well, that did that didn't make my list, but I have I have seen that. Um, so my number three, don't have to talk about it much. My number three is Three Kings. Um, like I said, yeah, I watched it again recently. It's it's darkly humorous as well, it's, and it's, it's got good action. Yeah, it's good action. It's got like the performances are great. Like George Clooney, like he's a great actor. I mean, he's like so solid in this. And, and this so was lines. one of his first like big motion yeah. pictures too yeah this is this was like only a couple of years after like from dust till dawn or whatever yep. it was like his first big one but uh, yeah no i i uh thoroughly i saw the theater twice and i've seen it probably at least three times since but yeah no it's a it's a solid movie yep uh so my number three is fear mm-hmm. um it's a just a good thriller i think like it's uh kind of like a cape fear type fatal attraction fatal attraction you know like you think oh this guy's good kid blah 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 and like what was he here he was maybe 24 yeah if that when this came out like you know william william peterson Peterson, and reese witherspoon yeah he fingers reese witherspoon on the ferris wheel yeah and uh uh Alyssa milano um, okay, it's just yeah. a good it's a good good 90s movie in the vein of like scream mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah it's geared towards you know older teen teenagers crowd, yeah. type mm-hmm. thing and yeah i, I thought saw mark Wahlberg was actually you yeah. know quite intimidating yeah i mean that's i saw it at the theater i haven't seen it yeah, since it came too. out in like came out in like 96 and i yeah i don't mm-hmm. think i've i've seen it since but i've yeah, watched no, it I, a few times since yeah but yeah no i i certainly remember that yeah yeah and okay so my number two is uh boogie nights okay which is i mean you have to know boogie nights it's just one of the greatest ensemble never pieces like it. it never never heard of it no oh, you should probably watch it like um i think 
Uh, it's Rodney Danger. It's Rodney Dangerfield, <laughs> and uh, Don Knotts. Yeah, and yeah, and they're all like big drug addict porn stars. And yeah. it's just in the hijinks they go after. It's kind of like a Three Stooges kind of thing. Oh, okay. And, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, in a perfect world, that would yes. be the truth. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean it's it's such a multi layered movie. It's got so many great characters and intertwining storylines and it's just one great little vignette after another and it's so so well put together and yeah it's like just the cast like john c riley yeah alfred molina yeah uh, like don Cheadle, um burt reynolds um julianne moore julianne moore like heather graham roller girl yeah, William H. Macy, Philip Seymour Hoffman. So good. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Scotty, why are you doing this? Fuck it. And there's so many quotable lines, like. Oh, yeah. And never mind. What about Buck Stereo World? Don Cheadle. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I love his storyline. That was so good. Yeah, it's it's a it's a phenomenal movie. Yeah. Like it 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 was very so close. under the radar too. Yeah. Yeah. When it came out. Yeah. I mean, it's. Um, it was very close to being my number one. I had to go back and forth, but yeah, it's, it could be my number one if you asked me tomorrow, but as right now, it's just my number two. So my number two is the fighter. Okay. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like Mark Wahlberg is good in it, but Christian Bale is so good in that. Oh movie. yeah. Like he, like if you've ever seen Dick Eklund, the real, the real person, he fucking nailed it. Yeah. You know, um, basically it's based on a true story, um, about boxing and, uh, the cast is great. Yeah. Um, it's a typical Boston movie. Like yeah. you get all these greasy characters and mm-hmm. accents and, um, and, and ba- bail won the Academy award. Yep. Uh, Melissa Leo won the Academy award. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just strong performances. Yeah. So that's my number two. Okay. My number one is The Departed. Okay. Um, See, that that would have been my number one. Yeah. And I know he was nominated for... Yeah, he's nominated supporting for supporting actor. actor. Yeah. But uh, I... Like, yeah. he wasn't in it enough to for me to put it as my Although number he did one. have a very important part at the end. Oh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, but no, I mean this this movie is just you know one of Scorsese's tops, and it's just absolutely. And this cast is incredible, and mm-hmm. um, and you know I mean yeah, Mark Wahlberg is great, and he has got he's got great repartee with Alec Baldwin, how they just play off each other, and it's like such good dialogue and timing and stuff. And of course, yeah, got Leo, Matt Damon, and Nicholson, and it's just as far as I'm concerned, this is Leonardo DiCaprio's best work yeah. like he's just on point yeah no it's so good and he's <clears> got <throat> some, it's got some shocking moments in it that you're just not expecting and uh absolutely but yeah but no it's it's yeah, like, like said, how often does matt damon play a fucking crooked bad guy like, yeah i mean it's <laughs> it's crazy but yeah no it's just a phenomenal movie and of course it won you know many academy awards and yeah. uh it's won scorsese his first oscar and uh yeah i know it's just a phenomenal filmmaking 
so my number one is obviously Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like right up my alley. You know, it's quotable. There's, it's, you know, you can put yourself in those situations and you're like, yeah, this could happen. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's just, and it just captures the seventies and eighties and like, mm-hmm. you know, how, how the pornography industry is like fucked up, yeah. you know, and they chew you up and spit you out and, you know, mm-hmm. and plus there's a, there's a fine actor, mm-hmm. um, a 12 inch prosthetic penis in this yes. movie, mm-hmm. you know, that's a giant cock, which Mark Wahlberg's trying to coax yes. at the end of the movie to get yeah. erect. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, I love that movie. I love the soundtrack. You know. Yeah, soundtrack. I mean, it's got it had two albums. That's how many. That's how good the soundtrack is. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah. A, it was a double a double soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, that's my number one. Okay. So. So what are your what are your honorable honorable mentions? mentions? Well, I've already mentioned some of them. Pretty much anything that he's done with Peterberg, I yeah. would elevate and they could be rotated in and out of my top five um italian job that's uh-huh. just a fun heist movie another great cast um and probably and other guys with him and will ferrell uh oh, that's yeah. just good that's just a good comedy him and adam mckay and you got mike and the dirty boys um yeah, yeah that's 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 funny that's a funny movie so those are mine uh i got the italian job as well i put the departed in there but it would obviously be in my top five if mm-hmm. you know, uh, pain and gain actually. Right. Yeah. I thought it was a good one. Um, another true story type yes. thing. Um, and the perfect storm. Right. Yeah. Which was not, you know, it was very, Intense. it was very cinematic. Yeah. Yes. It was a very cinematic movie. Um, you know, it was kind of claustrophobic and stuff, but, mm-hmm. you know, I thought they both did a great job in that. Well, him and Clooney. And John C. Riley again. John and, uh, C. Riley, yep. Yeah. The, the only thing that gets me is, it's, I mean. And he had a beard in that. Movie. And he did. I had a beard. I had a, <laughs> hey, Goat, I like your beard. Um, you ever see that movie, Goat? Goat, Goat. I have a beard <laughs> like that in Perfect Storm. Um, the only thing that gets me for that movie is obviously, I mean, it's you know 21 years old now so i mean it's not spoilers obviously they all it's based on a true story and all the boat guys in the boat die yeah you don't know if they actually had the heroic effort to survive the way they did and everything that happened on the boat they could they could have been wiped out one second into that storm you don't know how much they waxed wow, look the, at the size of the boat Look at the size of the fucking squalls in that movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, it's obviously there's some literary license in that, you know, just to make the story and make them seem, you know, they sacrifice themselves and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, but yeah, I mean, they, they could have been, you know, snuffed out oh, as soon as wow. that storm, you, storm started. Are you going to make a 17 minute movie? Yes. <laughs> oh, I get it. I just I, I just hate when movies don't seem as real as the happening. Well, that you know, if you if you're gonna consider movies that are fucking real and hit home, the happening is definitely yes, one of them. 
that's one that you need you need to yeah yeah it's good so yeah i guess that's it uh, yeah we're we're back yeah that's the end of uh back. that's the start of season three we actually have a list of movies yep now we we are we are going to hit it hard i think we had 19 episodes in season two which you know it's probably less than we probably wanted to do but we're going to try to be more on schedule and get these episodes out so you know those people who have been craving well the podcast and our bodies based on you know the comments that we've been getting in in our fan mail um well i mean you know, people are 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 wet for us you know obviously. just just so those people know the listeners that have messaged you yeah i'm dtf okay so okay yeah i should put an i should put an auto reply on there so then <laughs> when they send that they know you're dtf I'm DTF. Sorry, if anybody hears that clinking, that's just me drinking. Drinking your DDP. My no, my diet root beer. Oh, your ice. Yes, yeah, not not Diamond Dallas Page. No, no, no. So I guess yeah, that's uh, episode. That's it. One of the fine the 2021 three. season. Yes. Uh, so um, COVID's still happening and. But. Trump Can't will leave be gone houses. in Trump will yeah. be gone in less than a week. Yeah, probably as the United before. States may be gone within the yeah. next week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as we're recording this, probably by the time this is up, Trump will have hopefully you know. Yeah, what was out. it? The twenty first? Or twentieth, yeah. It's the sixteenth now. And yeah, he's got four days and they're bracing gone. they're bracing for oh, some shit though. Some civil war might be happening. Like now. it's such a strange time, like everything yeah. is happening at once. Mm-hmm. Like racial unrest, political unrest, COVID. Like, mm-hmm. Ugh. But hey, sports is still on. Sports is still on, yes. Yeah. Hockey's back. Yeah, hockey's yeah. back. Football playoffs, ba- basketball's back, you know. Yeah. Baseball <laughs> training camp will probably start happening in a month who knows so yeah yeah, so yeah that's that's it you know so um yeah so for for flixmax this is uh scott scott and this is terrence terrence so we'll uh we'll uh talk to you soon all right toodles